Hello. Is this Emily? It is. Welcome to episode two of the Chalk Dust Podcast, where teachers talk about their experiences in the classroom. Because once the dust settles, every teacher has a story to tell. This is Kirby Alexander, your host, and today I'm talking with Emily Bennett, a high school English teacher living in Fort Worth, Texas. I first met Emily back in the fall of 2012, my very first semester at TCU. In fact, she was sitting in the very first class I ever taught in the College of Education. Her career goal, since the first time we talked, was to be a high school English teacher, and that is exactly what she's doing now. Emily is one of the most energetic, enthusiastic people I know, and she's an amazing teacher. Let's hop in and see what she has to say. So Emily, thank you so much for joining me today uh, for this conversation. It's really great to uh, be able to connect with you again and just to hear about your experiences during your first year of teaching. I'm really excited to share with you what I've learned and what I've seen so far in the classroom over the last couple of years. Oh, that is great. And I know we have a lot that we can uh, learn from you. So uh, just tell me a little bit about what you're doing now, uh, where you're teaching, what grades, uh, what subjects, uh, that kind of thing. Sure. So right now I am in White Settlement ISD and I teach at Brewer High School. So I have 10th grade English 2 and I teach all on level. And so I have six sections of English 2. Okay. That's great. And um, this is, how many years have you been at this high school? This is my first year here at Brewer. Okay. And previous to this, I was in Fort Worth ISD at Southwest High School for three years. Okay. That's right. That's that's what I remembered after you graduated. Uh, and then you mm-hmm. made, yep. made, made the switch over this year to Brewer. Okay. That's great. Yes. So, um, really, uh, what I want to understand hear about is your experience uh, from what you remember in your first year. And so, uh, you know, think back to that time when you're graduating, you're finishing up your classes, uh, student teaching and all that stuff. I'm really curious just to know about how you got your first teaching job, the story behind uh, getting that first position. Oh, yeah. Okay. So actually, it's a really fun story. So when I was a sophomore at TCU, and I started doing in-class observations, I was sent over to Southwest um, by Mr. Alley. Mm -hmm. And I ended up in Elizabeth Alejandro's AP English 3 and AP English 4 classes. And I really liked Elizabeth, and we got along really well. And um, when it was time to start thinking about student teaching, you know, I was like, well, you know, I already have this connection over there. And I really, I thought she was a tremendous teacher and um, an excellent mentor. So I put down, you know, I, I'd like to go back to Southwest and teach there. Mm-hmm. And so I was placed there for my student teaching. And I had another really tremendous experience. Um, the English department was really helpful in making me feel comfortable. And I felt like I learned a lot from them. And uh, a couple months into my student teaching, mm-hmm. uh, the principal came and observed me, and he was like, you know what, like, we think you'd be a really good fit here after graduation, if this is something you want to do. And at the time, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, because I'm originally from Omaha, Nebraska, and my original thought was I wanted to go home. Oh, yeah. Um, but it felt right at Southwest, and they wanted me, I taught English, too, over there as well, and 
I had a lot of pre-AP classes, too, and they were like, hey, we're going to have this spot open. Um, you should apply. So I went ahead and applied, and they kind of fast-tracked my application, um, and I ended up taking the job there in the fall. So it was a really positive experience, and having the connections that I made from being um, a student observer in Mr. Alley's practicum class really opened the door for me. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's a, a really great story of how working in the school got you some uh, exposure and a connection with the principal. Yeah, that's really great. So uh, you were hired, uh, I guess, early fall, like in the late summer, around right before school was going to start? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think I officially signed my papers uh, somewhere around June. You know, I was pretty sure that I was going to be there and stay there. And once my application went through and everything, I, I signed my papers around June. So. Okay. That's great. So you finished school, you've got a teaching job. Uh, I'm really curious, just kind of walk me through like what you were feeling during uh, those first days, right after you got the job, before you really um, had to meet your students, you know, so I imagine you're envisioning yourself in your classroom and meeting your first class of students. Just describe for me the anticipation you were feeling as you start to starting to think about setting up your first classroom in your first year. Oh my gosh, I was so nervous and so excited (laughs) all at the same time. Um, It was like, you know, for me, it was really the culmination of a really big dream. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was one of those kids who I had wanted to be a teacher since I was five years old. And, you know, I never changed my major in college and I knew what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so when I accepted the job, it really, it really was a dream come true for me. And so I remember (laughs) getting to school, uh, in the summertime coming in to see my classroom and, you know, I had all these ideas for what I wanted it to look like and what I wanted it to feel like. Mm -hmm. And I spent a lot of time before school even started, before my contract started in my classroom, deciding, you know, getting some posters and stuff to hang up and decorate. And I really wanted it to feel like home because I knew that I was going to be spending, you know, most of my waking hours at work and the kids spend most of their waking hours at work too. So, um, you know, in the classroom. So I don't know, I I was so nervous and Mm -hmm. I was terrified and I was excited and, um, you know, counting down to the first day of school and my my very first day, it was... (laughs) It was scary. It was, you know, you, you make this transition from yeah. you have a mentor and you have somebody kind of checking over your shoulder, making sure you're doing things right. And then all of a sudden you're standing on your own two feet. Yeah. But um, I was so excited the first day of school and, and getting to have, you know, kids coming into your room and introducing yourself and talking to them about who you are and kind of where you come from and who they are. And yeah. that was, it was really for me, it was magic. It really was. As cheesy as that sounds, um, you know, teaching <laughs> yeah, teaching is my dream job. It's my end game. It's what I've always wanted to do and what I see myself doing all the way through retirement. So wow, that that's first great. day was amazing. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, you know, I remember you were uh, a first-year student in my very first class my first year at TCU. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing that, you know, all that time that you haven't really wavered at all from this career path and this kind of mission as a, as a teacher. That's just really encouraging. Um, so you've got everything ready, you know, the first day shows up. So talk to me a little bit about those first few days of school. So for 
me, the first few days of school, as for most campuses and most teachers, especially new teachers, was very chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> um, it passed in a gigantic blur. Um, I remember coming home after my first few days and just needing to lay down and take a nap. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, my God, I am so tired. <laughs> you know, teaching is such a unique profession. You're on your feet all day. Um, you're interacting with, with kids all day long. You know, you have your planning period, but besides that, it's go, go, go. So I remember feeling very tired and exhausted and, you know, just kind of nervous that I hope I'm doing the right stuff mm-hmm. and I'm doing the right things. And, um, you know, just as a school, there's a lot of stuff going on that first week, too. They've got procedures and assemblies and drills and all that kind of stuff. So oh, yeah. it was definitely a whirlwind for me. Right. Yeah, I, I know the feeling very well. And so I imagine, you know, during those first few days, maybe even the first week, you know, may have been kind of like a honeymoon period. You know, I just know that you spend a lot of time, like you said, just kind of getting things set up and ready to go for the year. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, once all that was over and you made that transition into like really doing your work as a teacher, uh, talk about that with me. Just once the honeymoon's over and now you have to get down to the the business of teaching. Right. Well, I think for me, it was a lot of trying to figure out a routine for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, My first year, as one does in their first year of anything, I made a lot of mistakes. Right. Um, and, And in those first few months, I was doing a lot of things like I was taking home essays and I was staying up. I would get off work and I would go home and I would grade and I would grade and I would grade. And then I would go to sleep and I would get up early and grade and then come back to work. Right. Um, and so for me, it was a lot of trying to figure out what worked for me and my family and, you know, spending time with those people who cared about me. Yes. That's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and trying to find that balance, that work-life balance. And as a teacher, we take so much of it home with us, yes. you know, grades and kids' stories and mm-hmm. what we need to get done the next day. And so... I think for me, after that honeymoon, that initial excitement, it was just, okay, how do I get my feet on the ground and make sure that this is something that I can continue doing? You know, because for me, I've always known this is is long term. Um, And so I wanted to make sure that I set up a plan for myself, like, okay, I can't take homework every day and work myself to death here. I need something more sustainable. So it was a lot of time budgeting and making sure that I was spending time doing the things that was most useful to me. Like, you know, I would run copies and grade papers at the same time and I would just bring a little cart down with me or, you know, when all the other teachers wanted to kind of meet and gossip during the planning period, (laughs) kind of stepping to the side and saying, Hey, no, I've got these essays. I got a grade. Um, So just making those kinds of decisions and setting your routine is really what I learned those first few weeks after the honeymoon phase. Wow. Yeah. That's, I never knew you had such iron willpower. Like that is pretty amazing. Because <laughs> oh my god, if you yeah, can avoid the gossip hard. vortex, you're doing pretty well. <laughs> hey, you know what? I I did not avoid it all the time, and even now right. I, I will get reeled in. But yeah. you know, it's as a first year teacher, I just I really had to find the balance because yeah. I was very tired, and I wanted to give teaching everything I had. Oh yes you know, didn't want to neglect the other people and things in my life. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, that's so important. So, you know, did you ever have any moments in those in those first weeks or months where, you know, you just kind of stopped and, and looked around and just thought, you know, what 
what's going on here? Either you thought, what have I gotten myself into, or I'm way in, <laughs> I'm way in over my head, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, tell me yeah. about some of those moments of disillusionment <laughs> you may have had. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so I had um, five classes of pre-AP English 2, and I had one class of on-level English 2. And in my on-level class, about half of the class was um, fed or 504 or both. And so I had a lot of unique challenges trying to differentiate for kids. Um, and I think probably my biggest kind of, uh, what am I doing here moment? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had, I had a kid who was upset about something and he was having a bad day and he kind of, um, you know, he kind of yelled at me and was upset with me and didn't want to leave my classroom and kind of threw a fit. And hmm. as a first year teacher, you're kind of standing there like, well, <laughs> what are my choices here? You know, right. I can, I can call security, I can send them out, and and for me, I try really hard to keep my kids in the classroom. Like, I really don't want to send them out, but, you know, you get to a point where it's like, I can't, I I do not have the tools for this. Yeah. You know, I need to call somebody in, I need a counselor, I need security, or I need, you know. Right. And I think for me, it was just that moment of like, okay, I cannot reach every single child. Like, as much as I try and as hard as I work, there are going to be some kids you know, who don't like me or don't want to buy into the curriculum or don't mm-hmm. want to try. And that was a really hard lesson to learn because oh, yeah. I, I have a very open heart and I really do. I want to save every kid. And, you yeah. know, it, and I still have to remind myself of that today. That's a lesson I've, I've had to carry is I can't, I can't save every kid. And, right, you know, I want to give every kid the opportunity to be successful. But at the end of the day, you know, if I have one knucklehead versus 29 kids who are here to learn, yeah, you know, you got to kind of make those choices and those decisions. So oh, absolutely. that was hard. Oh, that was yeah. really hard to learn. And it's still, it's still hard, but um, yeah. oh, you got to yeah. prioritize those kids who, who are here to learn and who need it and who really want to make something of themselves, especially when you work in Title I schools. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that kind of thing, I don't think anything prepares you for, you know, the first time a kid, no, does, a yeah. kid does something like that. And, yeah. um, you know, especially I think maybe in, in high school, Yeah, I think, you know, at the, at the end of the day, they still are human beings who make their own decisions. Right. And, and sometimes their decision is that they don't really care very much about, about school or your class or something, yeah. you know, what's going on. So, yeah, that would be really hard. Um, so, you know, how do you how did you work through those uh, those types of experiences and feelings? You know, so that you could kind of get to a place where you know I don't think you ever see it coming or ever get okay with it, right? But like you said, because it right. it could still happen. But you right, know, and it does. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you work through that? You know, what's the kind of the self talk that you that you tell yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for me, it was finding a network and mentors of teachers that I trusted that were in the boat with me, you know, Um, because these are other educators who have been doing this longer than I have, who have seen this and who have some advice on how to handle those situations. And I really am at heart. I really like to build relationships, you Mm -hmm. know, not just with students, but with also the adults and the kids and and their parents. And so I did a lot of running to my mentor's room. Um, you'll hear me talk very fondly of Elizabeth Alejandro, who was yeah. <laughs> my very first mentor. Right. Um, and I w- I'd go to her room after something like that, and I'd be like, okay, this happened, 
and I'm flustered and I'm confused and I'm upset and what, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. You know, and she'd be like, okay, well, you know, I've been there, you know, 30 times, you know, this is, this is how you handle it. This is how you walk through it and how you keep going. Yeah. And so a lot of what I learned about like my positive self-talk is to be able to kind of get myself back on track is, is from her because she yeah. taught me how to kind of look at, and she'd also ask me questions like, okay, well, what could you do better in your lesson or what can you do for that kid in case that kid has a meltdown? Like, what's your next step? What are you going to do next? Because today happened already, mm-hmm. you know, so we can't go back and fix that. But if this happens again, what do we do? Right. Um, and so I think having somebody, an educator who's been there and done that and someone that you can trust and go to and be like, I'm lost, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I don't know what to do here and I'm having a hard time. Yeah. Um, is, is really valuable, especially as a first-year teacher, because they get it, you yeah. know? Because I did a lot of, I'd come home, and I'd, I'd complain to my boyfriend, or I'd call my mom on the drive home and be like, oh, I don't know what to do, and they were yeah. kind of like, man, that sucks, but, you know, I, I don't know. What do you right. do? Um, but the people who are on the ground with you, who are in the classrooms next door to you, they're the ones who can really help you, because they know what it's like, and they're right. here with you mm-hmm. on the ground. Yep. So. Yeah, that's great. And, and, and they've probably had students similar or, you know, or just right. like, or they may have even had that student before. So that's, right. yeah, that's yeah, where exactly. community is so important in that setting. So, you know, I th- you know, one thing I remember uh, so much from my first year is it seems like, and it could just be, a, a you know, my personality, but the, the more I'm around, I think it's, you know, this kind of is true of a lot of people is that I was continually evaluating myself and, Either whether it was a lesson or a unit we were doing or some sort of procedure or the way I would handle things um, where I was just thinking, okay, I am definitely doing this differently next year because maybe I thought (laughs) it's too late to do do better now, you know, because I'm either not teaching this again or, you know, I've just things have kind of gotten a little too far out of hand. But but next year I'm doing I'm doing a way better job. So, you know, what are some of those routines or strategies or or procedures or whatever uh, that you were telling yourself? I'm doing this differently next year. Um, So one of the things that I found super helpful and some of my colleagues think that I am a little crazy and I I am a little (laughs) crazy, to be fair. Um, But I'm very organized. And so what I did was I would keep a copy of every single thing that I did in a binder. Wow. Um, and so I got one of those big old, God, they're like five inch binders. Oh yeah. Um, and I would separate it by six weeks and I would put a copy of everything in there. And then I would leave myself notes on sticky notes, like, okay, this didn't work or don't do this in groups or, you know, if you do this again, take out this part or I would edit it, you know, yeah. um, so that I could go back and I've kept all of my work over the years, everything that I've made and lessons on a flash drive. And oh, I wow. also have it like, on the cloud and in Google Drive and, yeah. you know, in lots of places. Backups of your backups. You never know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and so it was really easy for me because the next year I could take out my binder and I'd sit down and be like, okay, well, this didn't work. And so how can I modify this or what can I do to make this be different? And so that's kind of something that I've done over the years. Um, I still do it now. I still have binders. I have all my binders from my first, second, and third years. Um, and so if there's an activity that I like, I'd go back and I, I pull it and I look at my notes and, and go into the online file and change it up, fix it. Um, because I mm. found that a lot of what I have, I can recycle or upcycle based on the kids that I have now. Right. Um, 
And part of that is I've been really lucky. I've taught English to some version of English to all four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I can reuse and, and move activities and pull things. And so that's kind of been my system. And that's, that's how I self-reflect is I, I leave future me some notes wow. on the lesson. Um, and then I can go back and pull them in the, in the fall. Um, and especially when I, you know, when I switch jobs and I move to a different district and different school this year, mm-hmm. having that stuff to be able to pull out with my new team and say, hey, I tried this on my last campus. You know, this is my success. This is what I had. And, right. and having some copies of that stuff is really invaluable. So I feel like that's been a really good thing for oh, me yeah. to reflect. No, that's uh, that's you know, really, really just crazy i wanted i want to say cool but that doesn't does this doesn't seem like it's doing it justice you know to uh to to think ahead to save everything you know i look back and i'm not sure i have anything from my first year of teaching uh related to instruction you right. know uh so that that is pretty remarkable that's really great and i you know i imagine that I mean, there might be someone who listens to this who's like you know i'd never even thought of that but that is a really really great idea um, it has saved me many times oh yeah to be able to go back and be like oh i remember i did this thing my first year what was it what do i want to do and and to yeah. have the paper and be able to pull my notes is really helpful that's great and even uh, cuz i know your new school is is not only a new school but it's a completely different school district so even yeah. even mm-hmm. even making that jump was it's been helpful to have uh, those notes and and that information at your at your fingertips. Oh yeah, it's um, you know like I said I've been really lucky I've taught the same stuff um, and so you know yeah. if I had moved a level it would be a little different but yeah for sure I being able to pull stuff and especially now you know I teach all on level this year but you know my team I have two other pre AP teachers on my team and so I can pull and say hey, you know, I did it this way when I taught pre-AP. How can I scaffold it more to teach it with on-level? And then here's a copy for you, and you can do it this way. Yeah. Um, so it's it's made me pretty popular on my team, at least right now. And oh, yeah. like, ooh, she's the person with the stuff. Like, right. this is Yes, this exactly. Is good. Yeah, you've got, um, you've got the gold. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of resources. Um, and it's great because they change over the years. You know, if I do something and I don't like it, I don't do it again. I just leave myself a note. Hey, this did not work. Yeah. Try again. <laughs> try again next year. You yeah. know, that is so important. You tried too. to cover. Yeah. You tried to cover this and it didn't work this way. So you got to do something different. So yeah, it's yeah. been really good, especially at a new campus. Oh, that's great. Yeah, for sure. You know, so uh, kind of looking back, you know, when you think back about that first year, what what do you remember the most? Hmm. Honestly, you know, I remember the moments with kids where it either really clicked for them or I made a connection with them um, or I got like a, a nice note or a nice card or a nice something that reminded me, you know, that I was in the right place doing the right thing. Um I think everybody has a lot of doubts when they start a career. You know, you mm-hmm. ask yourself a lot of questions. You know, am I doing this right? Is this what I should be doing? Yeah. Um, and, and getting that, that bit of reassurance from the kids being like, hey, you're my favorite teacher, or I really like coming to your class. And you're like, yeah. oh, man, four. You know, like, it's it's working. Something that I'm doing is working. And so, you know, I've and I also, in addition to saving the instructional material, I save all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And I go back and I look and I, you know, I have these notes from kids and it reminds me 
that those connections that I've made are still really strong. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in switching districts, I, I've kept in touch with a lot of my kids from my last school. Yeah. And so we get together, um, you know, I'm trying to get together with them once a semester. Last semester we went to Starbucks and this semester we went to Kincaid's and, oh, cool. you know, we eat burgers and we talk and we get together. And so mm-hmm. it's just, it's all about connections and relationships. Like, yeah. That's what this job comes down to is is building relationships with kids. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's so uh, really, I think that's just a uh, a great place to uh, to stop. Just you know, hearing about the connections you're able to make and really just the the impact on the the life of a person. You know that they're yeah. You know, you know the thing about being a teacher is they may not remember whatever book it was that you were teaching, you know, but they'll remember Ms. Bonat <laughs> and the way, yeah. you, and the way you made them feel and, and the confidence that you instilled in them that, that they, that they had uh, potential and, and ability to, to do whatever really they set their minds to. So important. Yeah. It's, it's such an important role. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so important. You know, I, I work with, about 160 kids each year wow. and, and just to, to know that I have this huge this huge opportunity mm-hmm. you know to impact kids not just to teach them English but to teach them about the world and about themselves and they teach me so much too yeah. you know and I think that's something that when you start teaching you're like well I'm the one with the answer yeah. you know I'm, I'm up here teaching them and then I look back and I'm like oh, wait a minute, like, I learned so much from the kids that I've had so far, and I hope to continue doing that throughout my career. Yep. Well, that's great. Emily, uh, this has just been fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule. Uh, I know that teachers are among the busiest people on the planet, and you've you've really taught me a lot. Uh, It's great to hear about your story. Um, and I just, you know, encourage you just to keep doing the great work that you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You bet.